Good evening, Gamecocks. You're listening to Roost Radio, presented by CockyNation.com, your independent source for Jacksonville State coverage. I'm your host, Zach White, and yeah, still me here. Um, eventually, we're going to get some of our other writers like Ashley and Austin on this. In the meantime, though, while we're still trying to get the timing and the technology figured out, you're going to have to listen to me all alone. So let's get right down to it, folks. Uh, We have a good week going, week 11 of the FCS regular season. Hard to believe we're only two games out from the playoffs, folks. It's coming up close. There's finally some Christmas in the air, and we are all getting nervous about the impending doom that is the FCS playoffs. Will we survive? Who knows? But we're going to have fun watching it and talking about it. Um, This week, Jacksonville State is ranked first once again in the FCS playoff rankings. It'll be interesting to see, as Ashley points out in our latest blog post, if JSU can maintain that number one spot in the playoff committee's eyes because, as she alludes to in her piece that is on CockyNation.com and all over our social media now, North Dakota State has a much tougher strength of schedule compared to the rest of the top four in Eastern Washington, JSU, and San Houston State. Problem is, North Dakota State lost at home to a conference opponent. That's what's hurting them right now. So the question is, when the regular season is over with and we're all watching or following on Twitter the playoff announcements, is JSU going to be the first seed or not? While it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, we still have an OVC championship to play for, and we should get home field advantage if we win out. Being the number one seed is kind of cool, right? It's something to brag about in the office. I bragged about it last week at our office tailgate. People are like, JSU is still ranked number one? Yeah, we are. Every every week almost now. Um, but in the meantime, we still have to focus on the following two games at Murray State and then at home at UT Martin, which brings us to the Week 11 slate of games, folks. We're going to talk about each one of these a little bit, and then we're going to get to the Murray State preview at the end of the show uh so first up 2 p.m central time on the ovc digital network southeast missouri state travels to tennessee martin Uh, this is an interesting slate this week and semo at utm is no exception Uh, the skyhawks of course have a fantastic offense and semo wants to grind it out and punch in the face Uh, so the question is do the skyhawks um, skedaddle when they struggle, or is SEMO going to fall as they did against Jacksonville State? Uh, Tennessee Martin's high-powered offense here at home, I give them the nod of approval. I think the Skyhawks win this game 20-17 to in a close-fought battle. Tennessee Martin probably gets an early lead, and SEMO tries to climb back into it in similar fashion as they did against Jacksonville State. Uh, next up, we have another interesting matchup. Tennessee State at 3 p.m. on ESPN3 host Tennessee Tech. Um, This is a more interesting game this week than if it would have been maybe four weeks ago. TSU, of course, very hot, uh, but they have struggled the last few weeks. Um, But they have a very efficient offense led by Ronald Butler. Pro-style mix with the spread, lots of play action, lots of dink and dunk plays that move the chains for the Tigers. Tennessee Tech, meanwhile, they have been struggling, and I think TSU wins this one big, 31-7 Tigers. Finally, we have the game at 4 p.m. where 
neither team may win. We talked about having a butt bowl a couple weeks ago. This is another butt bowl this week. Eastern Kentucky struggling under new head coach Mark Elder against the also struggling Austin P. Governors. In this game, I think really what happens is you see an OVC game of old EKU thumping the Governors with a back-to-the-basics running game. EKU wins this one 41-10 over the Govs on the road. So that brings us to the 2 p.m. game, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on the OVC Digital Network, Jacksonville State at Murray State. And this game, folks, is going to be more interesting than most people may think on paper. Uh, Of course, the racers are not where they would like to be at this point in the season, but all their wins have come in conference play. Four and five on the season, four and two in conference. They are coming off a big win on the road at EKU, 38-31, and they have arguably the best passing quarterback in the conference and one of the best in the nation, no matter what division you're in, in Katie Humphreys. Katie Humphreys has over 2,600 yards now this season with 20 TDs and eight interceptions. 13 of those TDs have come to a split between Jordan Gandy and Jesse Blackburn, both over 600 yards receiving on the season. But the problem with Murray State is their defense, which ranks 8th in the conference in scoring scoring points allowed. And also, they have a poor running game that averages only 2.7 yards per carry. Uh, this typical air raid team that you've seen that's gotten so popular over the last decade or so, this type of offense, it's no um, stranger to Jacksonville State. Chris Hatcher ran it the last time that Murray State came to Jacksonville and won in triple overtime. The problem is even most air raid teams have a decent run game to keep you honest. Murray State doesn't have that. Um, Both of their running backs have been struggling. The offensive line doesn't get the push they need in rushing the ball. So the question is, can Katie Humphreys beat the Gamecocks? And as Ashley points out in her preview that's going to go along with this podcast, I'm going to say no. He cannot beat Jacksonville State on his own. And the reason why is simply this. Jacksonville State has a, um, a hybrid defense. They base out of a 3-4, but they also have a nickel package that Darius Jackson shines in, and is the reason why JSU's defense has been so good this year, called the wide nine defense. And by that, I mean you have different um, spots along the defensive line, and nine is the widest you can get without being considered a linebacker. Darius Jackson being a hybrid pass rush guy and a linebacker he is a perfect fit for that wide nine technique. And what you're going to see is Coach Blackwell is going to line JSU up real wide. They're going to maybe put two linebackers kind of close to the line of scrimmage in the middle, but really the focus is going to be those two wide defensive pass rushers on the outside. And they're going to pin their ears back all three downs from the first snap to the last snap of the game, and they're going to rush, and they're going to come after Katie Humphreys. And I get the feeling that they're going to sack him more than a few times. We talked about this during our Halloween podcast that uh, JSU could be a crunch bar. They sack the quarterback so much. And this week is going to be no exception. It wouldn't shock me if the racers throw the ball or at least attempt to throw the ball 40 times in this game. That's very common for an air raid team. And they're going to be playing from behind, I would think, for most of this game. But I do think that Katie Humphreys, with the offensive firepower they do have in their passing game, they're going to score some points. JSU is going to be very aggressive, and at times they're going to be taken advantage of because of that. 
But because of the lack of a running game and the poor defense on the racer side of the ball, I think Jacksonville State wins this game easily without having to throw the ball very much. I think that the final score of this game could be, uh, you know, somewhere in the ballpark of, let's say, 41 to 20 in Jacksonville State's favor. I think really what you're going to see is Eli's going to come in and they're going to maybe do a couple short passes here and there and they're going to just run the ball, hand it off to Jenkins, and or hand it off, excuse me, to Rock, and hand it off to Clemens. And at the end of the day, they're just going to out-muscle Murray State. I don't think they're going to stretch Eli too much. They're not going to run the ball with him too much because he's banged up. And um, they're not really going to need to pass it much either. I think they're going to have a lead most of the game and protect it. And once again, that is a 41-20 to final score in favor of Jacksonville State for a share of their third straight OVC title. We do have one other thing we wanted to talk about tonight before we let you go. We have been invited, not necessarily as a website, but I've been invited as an alumni, my wife as well. Uh, The Jacksonville State Alumni Association is restarting the Chattahoochee Valley Alumni Chapter. Uh, If you're not familiar with East Alabama or the uh, West Georgia area, uh, Auburn, Opelika, and Columbus, Georgia make up basically a, a pretty big metro it's a mix of urban rural uh folks and there are actually a pretty good number of jacksonville state alumni in this area because of its connection to the 431 corridor that connects um auburn opelika and oxford uh, so there are a pretty good number here uh, over twitter a couple weeks ago um i got uh i got a couple uh pings from a fellow alumni in opelika and she asked me you know hey i've been talking about getting this started um i noticed that you're living in opelika like it now and I was wondering if you'd be interested in attending what are your thoughts how do you think we could do this and I told her you know um I I would love to come of course I always love um bumping into Jacksonville State folks especially around here uh, because they're a pretty good number um I'm always wearing Gamecock gear um in the office or on the weekends and um you know it's nice to see some other people here because most of the time when you're walking around town you just see a bunch of Auburn gear and a lot of Georgia gear, and it gets old. Um, so, anyways, I told her, you know, hey, check out Irish Bread Pub downtown in Opelika. That's a pretty cool spot. Good food. It's a decent price. It's normally not too crowded. So, this weekend, 12 o'clock Central Time, uh, in Opelika, the Jacksonville State Alumni Association is having a watch party uh, for Jacksonville State at Murray State. We're going to watch it. We're going to stream it. Um, I think it's going to be in the upstairs area, which is a little bit more secluded, so we can kind of, you know, get rowdy and have a good time. Of course, you know, don't get thrown out of the pub, but um, we're going to have a good time at the Irish Bread Pub, and that's not spelled how you would think it is. It's not bread like a loaf of bread. It's bread like you breed dogs. Um, Irish Bread Pub is a fantastic spot. Um, We couldn't think of a better spot to have a kickoff for this chapter to kind of get this going again. At one point, there was a chapter based out of Phoenix City. It's kind of went dormant over the past few years since my wife and I have moved back down to this area. We haven't heard anything until a couple weeks ago. So it's good to hear that we're going to get this back started again. It's good to know that there are alumni in this area that care about the university, about the team, about the band, and um, we're really excited about this. So if you are in the Opelika, Auburn, or West Georgia area, 
please come on over to Opelika. It's a quick drive right off of 185. You could even get here from Atlanta if you're just interested. Um, and stop by. It takes maybe an hour and 45 minutes from Buckhead, Atlanta to get to Opelika. Um, that's a lot faster than if you were going to go to Murray. And you can have a good time with some fellow Gamecock fans and enjoy the game with some good food. Until next time, folks, though, once again, I want to thank you guys for listening in to these. You guys are what make us want to do this every day because, of course, we're not doing this for money. We're doing it for the love of our school and for the community that is around Jacksonville State. And that's why I want, That's why I really wanted to invite you guys and tell you guys about this alumni chapter meeting that we're having on Saturday in Opelika. So I'll be sure to post all that online on Twitter and on Facebook. We're going to publish the crap out of it to get people there. And we hope to see you there. But if we don't and you're just watching the game, be sure to check us out once again on Facebook and Twitter. You know where to find us. If you have any kind of questions, just email us, cockynationjsu at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to reply to those. Until next time, folks, we look forward to another OVC championship. Stay cocky.